0: Hello and welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David and as ever I am joined by the crepuscular Matt. Hello there. So, we're talking about Love and Monsters today. Yeah, episode 10 of series 2 from mm. 17th of June 2006. So, World Cup still on then presumably? Uh, we established that last so. week? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. Would you have been uh, getting stuck into that? Thankfully I'll have been watching the World Cup. Oh, giving the game away early there. Mm. So, usual scale, Matt. Um Good uh, episode, well, bad episode? Well, I'll, I'll tell you about? I'll tell you the story of when I watched this episode. Okay. So, so currently, my partner's on a hen do. Mm-hmm. So, I'm home alone. Last night, my one job was to watch this episode, make some notes. Because I was home alone, I had a few beers, uh-huh. I had a few drinks. Not and, a bad way to go about it. And I watched this episode yeah. a little bit pissed up. Uh-huh. And that made me really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But I think through sober, through sober eyes, I don't think I would have liked okay. this episode. Yeah, Because the things I would normally pick up as being really shit yeah. made me laugh loads. Uh, I can imagine. So, yeah. through drunk eyes, enjoyed it. <laughs> sober eyes, probably not so much. Okay, so here's the thing with Love and Monsters. On our scale, I think we need to create a little caveated subcategory... Okay. I think we've got a couple already. We we do couple. have a few. I'm yeah. adding one to it. Bad episode, mostly good bits. Yeah. So it is more good than bad, but the bad is so bad that it doesn't redeem the good, if you but know what I mean. Yeah, because... It all unravels. I think a lot of the bad bits yeah. are like quite clown-like and like... yeah. Or but really misjudged. There are a few things that are just really there's, misjudged. There's one aspect of this episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that. I completely fucking hated. Yeah, like not just disliked. Like almost yeah. angered me. Exactly. Yeah, I have that. I have that thing. So, like, there is. I, some, I imagine yeah. when we get there, we'll be talking about the same. It could well be same yeah. aspect. Yeah. So, but but, but to be clear. There is so much in this episode that I really do like. I, I think the idea is a really good mm. one. It reminded me of Marvel Comics. Yeah. When they did their Civil War comic arc, the story where yeah. superheroes fought superheroes. They did a like a sister comic called Frontlines. Right. And it was Ben Urick who's like the journalist that reports on superhero activity in yes. the Marvel universe. Yeah. And it was about seeing the superheroes. Through human eyes. Yes. And that's yeah. the idea I really quite liked about this. Yeah. Yeah. In that it's someone who's had interactions with the doctor mm-hmm. telling his story. Yeah. And I think the idea is a really good one. Really strong, yeah. But they're just. quite poorly executed at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Right. That being said, shall we get stuck into Love here. and Monsters by so, Russell T. Davis? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me and RTD have serious fucking beef. Yeah. Right? He needs to grow up. <laughs> right? What he thinks is funny is not funny. It's childish and stupid, and he needs to grow up. Right? Okay. I'm going to set my stall up, because yeah. when we get there, yeah. I'm going to hammer this point <laughs> hard, I am sick of him.
1: <laughs> right? Fair enough. Right. Okay. So it so. begins
0: with a man running across, I've called it a wasteland, but it's yeah. like an urban, barren area in yes. between, like, industrial... Yeah, things. it's like some sort of old industrial estate or something like yes. that. Um, um. And he's running towards the TARDIS. Yeah. And he, you can hear Rose's voice shouting. I, I'm just going to raise that point. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm going to come back to that. You can hear... Yes. Rose's voice Yeah, shouting. Yeah, you That'll don't see impo- her. That'll be important later on. Yeah. So, he runs into a building. You can hear Rose and the Doctor, but you can't see them. Mm-hmm. So, the man walks towards the door. The man, I was just looking up his name, played by Mark Warren. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with him as an actor. No. Reasonably well known. He was... Um, I am best know him from Hustle. don't know if you ever saw Hustle. No. Yeah, no, he's, he's a... Like, he's not an A-lister, but he's a good jobbing actor okay. who's had starring roles in a lot of British TV. So he's, yeah. I, he was already a known figure right. when he was cast in this episode. Right. Um, anyway, yes. So he walks towards a door. When he opens it, there's a horrific monster uh-huh. behind it. And then we cut, and it's the same man. It's the character Elton, we'll yeah. find out later. Yeah. And he's speaking to a webcam on some sort of blog. About yeah. the interactions with the Doctor. Yeah. And I think he says something like, and that's where you think my adventure with the Doctor ends, but it's actually the beginning. Yeah. Something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, so he's sat in his bedroom, vlogging away. I don't know whether, are we still pre-YouTube here, or early days of YouTube? It was 2006. 2006. I think it would have been around. I can yeah. remember being yeah. in the university. Yeah. Yeah. Computer suite. Yeah. Shout out to University of Northampton, Grendon IT suite. <laughs> um, I, I remember watching things on YouTube back then. Yeah. It was the dawn of like salad fingers yeah, and YouTube exactly, crap stuff like, like that. that. So I think maybe just on the cusp of vlogging. So vlogging itself is certainly not a, a just a normal part and parcel of most people's lives at this stage. Yeah. I don't think. But anyway, that's what he's doing effectively. So having a post bit of a titles. Yeah. The, his blog. Continues, he's yeah. telling the story, and the doctor leads the monster away with a pork chop. Yes. And Rose throws some sort of chemical all over yeah. the monster. In, I think, a red bucket? No, blue it's bucket? in the blue bucket. It's in the blue bucket. Because right. they have an argument where the doctor says, I said not blue, and Rose says, Well, why didn't you just say red? <laughs> yeah. So, quite confusing. Yeah. Then we. <laughs> The yep. trope of series two, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, yeah, they just run around for a bit. And specifically, I, uh, you, I, do you recall? I forget which episode it was. Was it Tooth and Claw? Where it you was. Said, like I, you could almost imagine doing the running around through different doors and yeah. full on Scooby Doo. They actually do they it. They actually do it. Yeah, <laughs> they even do the bit where they're chasing the monster through the door. Then they come back out and the monster's just chasing, chasing them. them. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, They're See, going for it this Again, episode. normally that would really annoy me, but last night <laughs> no, just like, I yeah, was just in it. the mood for that. And the thing is, it's nice because it sets us all out early saying, look, don't take this episode too seriously. Yeah. We are going to have a bit of fun with this one. That's kind of what that says yeah. to me. Yeah, you know. And maybe we need that after the doom and gloom of uh, impossible planet and the satan pit. Maybe a maybe. bit of it's a bit nice of jollity. Change of tone. Yeah. So, at some point in this mad chase, the doctor stops, stares at Elton and says, "Don't I know you?" Yeah. And Elton says back on his blog that he met the doctor when he was younger. The doctor was just in his house. Yeah. He came downstairs in the middle of the night and the doctor was just there. Yeah, He also recounts a couple of incidents where mad things have happened in the past few years yeah. where the Doctor had been sighted. So, we have the Autons yep. from the episode Rose, investing yep. consciousness. Um, Elton talks about how shop dummies just came to life, mm-hmm. and you see that. You don't see Eccleston, though. You don't, no. You just uh i I don't know how they did this whether I think they pop, probably just popped him on a green screen and used some like b roll footage or whatever from mm. those from when they were doing those episodes Because um, I don't think they were the exact same shots I don't think they literally pasted him it pasted no, him over no. uh shots, but it's quite effectively well done I think that you' you know you see you're suddenly just revisiting all of these moments. Where there have been like alien invasions and weird goings on in yeah. contemporary London and apparently he was just there yeah. for all of them. Yeah. So yeah, so we get the Ortons, then we, we get... get Aliens of London. Yeah. We get the Christmas invasion. Yeah. And Elton just really likes ELO. Yes, it's just a lovely <laughs> character detail, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I can't even remember how it segues into the conversation. He just yeah. sort of goes I think he says something he's like He's just talking about things that he likes. Yeah. And then he's he just says, like, Oh, I like ELO. Oh, he says no he says if there's one thing I really love yeah it's the yellow yeah um, and I think again it's probably just an excuse for RTD to shoehorn in some of his favorite music into an episode of Doctor Who yeah which again is something as a fellow music fan I can respect I was good for a bit of a yellow yeah right then Elton says that he's a friend called Ursula who wrote a blog about the doctor yep So, he found her. Played by Shirley Henderson. Not a name I'm familiar with, but... uh, That's a good thing. Yeah. Because she's the worst thing about this episode. Would you say so? I'm just... Throughout my notes, she's so fucking boring. Yeah. And Elton seems enamoured by her, but I just don't know why. She's playing a very particular type, though, to be fair. She's playing that sort of spotty nerd type. But... Um, She's so shrill yeah. and irritating. Well, this might uh, what I was going to say was she's probably best known for playing Moaning Myrtle in the Harry Potter films. Oh, really? So oh, I never knew that. So there you go. The, it, she's, she's a, a lot better in Harry Potter than she is here. To be fair, though, playing a similar type of character. She basically ruins every scene she's in. Really? Yes. You I'm, are much harder on her than I am. I did not enjoy her. I think she's so boring. And That's the point of her character. But she's meant to be this kind of dowdy, nerdy, meek sort of character for most of the episode, which is why when later she she sort of transcends that. That's supposed to be... I mean, obviously it didn't work for you when you watched it, but I think she does exactly what's required of her in from the script. Right. So, We'll yeah. just agree to disagree. I think we will. And Ursula has her little gang called the inner sanctum. Yeah. That study the doctor. Uh, amongst the uh, faces in there, did you happen to spot Simon Greenall? Yes, as Mr yeah. Skinner. Yeah. Who I think will be familiar with any Alan Partridge fans. Yeah. Um, that's where I know him from. Yeah, and all just British comedy in general, he he pops up in an awful lot of uh, British comedy. It's always good value for money. Should should we go through the members? Yeah, so in addition to Mr Skinner, okay. We've got uh, we also have Bridget. Yeah. Also a very, very boring character. Yeah. She comes to London because, is it her daughter? She lost her daughter to drugs. Yeah, something like that. So she doesn't have a lot left. So she's like got really into this whole doctor hunting business. Yeah. So that that's her reason for being here. But basically, while she's been rooting around London yeah, looking for her daughter, she's made these friends. Yeah. Then we have Bliss. Yeah. Again, relatively one-dimensional. She's just sort of hippy-dippy kind of. She makes Character. a sculpture yeah. that represents what the Doctor means to her. Yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. So, just a bit yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've missed anyone, have we? No, I don't think so. So they but- then rename their group, and in a conversation that goes on for ages, yeah. unnecessarily, Yeah. they call their group Linda. Yes. With an I, not Linda with a Y. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it stands for London Investigates N Detective Agency. Yeah, I hate. And then this they bit. like go fish, N chips, yeah. rock and roll. Nobody says it like that. No, <laughs> no. But already, like, it's what we have established with these scenes is that these are social misfits. Yeah, they are outcasts. They're yeah, the detritus of humanity. Now they are they, ju- just <laughs> right. they just. I mean, to be Let, fair, let's I, go back to our usual <laughs> point of reference. Yeah, I phone you up, David. Do you want to come to the pub with me and some mates? Yeah, you come along. I'm sat there with Linda. <laughs> H- how long till you leave your seat? Oh, I don't know. I could see myself maybe having a good natter with Mister Skinner. See, I'd feel so sorry for them that I'd probably swallow my pride, sit there all night, and then go home and just think, I'm never, ever going out again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing is, Mr Skinner reminds me of the sort of chap of a certain age that I actually get on really well with because I will usually be able to talk to them in great detail about progressive rock and or Doctor Who. Obviously, I can't talk to Mr. Skinner about Doctor Who because he lives in the Doctor Who universe yep. and therefore Doctor Who doesn't but exist. you could show. talk to him about rock because yeah. Linda formed a band. They do. Just, <laughs> good grief. And they're having a whale of a time. Yeah. I mean, anyone else wouldn't be. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah, we're seeing this little montage of them, because obviously the, the, this is a this is a group that started with the sensible thing of tracking down the Doctor. They've all, yeah. for whatever reason, become fascinated. Similar to, do you remember old Clive from uh, the first episode? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think if Linda had been established when Clive was still alive, he yeah. would absolutely have been, he would have been uh, probably leading the group. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, they're just having an absolute way yeah, of Yeah, the they were coming close... As friends and and really, the doctor hunting thing has become more of an excuse for them to just get together and yes. just socialize. Yeah, is so basically what happens. They're having a little jam. Yeah. Until Victor Kennedy appears, mm-hmm. played by Peter K. Yes. And this would be Peter K. Sort of peak Peter K. Yeah, definitely. This yeah. was when he was. I think he just coming off the back of Phoenix Nights. He was mm. doing massive tours. Um, are you a fan of Peter K. Yes. Mm. But in as much as I'm all, I always enjoy him. I, yeah. I genuinely think Peter Kay is good value for money. He's a very good performer when he puts the effort in. Yeah. But I find I enjoy it the first time I see it. Once you know the jokes, yeah. it, it becomes tougher. Yeah. You know, I think I think, so. I think yeah. Yeah. Phoenix Knights yeah. Um, did you ever see the Peter K thing? I've never there watched it. The precursor. Been, yeah, it's been on my to-do list for a long time, cause it, it's, um, but I've never gotten around to it. It's it's, it's really good, and I think yeah. it stems from, I think it was when Channel 4 did their comedy lab. Yes. He did one called The Services, which was essentially very similar to Phoenix Knights, yeah. but set in a service station. It was one of right. those fake documentaries, a bit like The Office. Yes, yeah. All really good. So, yeah, I'll throw my hat in the ring and say I do enjoy Peter Kay. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things I really like about him is it's sort of cross generational. It's the sort of thing I would watch with my mum. Absolutely. We'd both really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. And as I say, I don't think I I don't always love his material, but I do think when he puts the effort in as a performer, he is a very naturally funny comedic former and i do think he is putting the effort in in this episode yeah i think he's having fun yeah absolutely he gets to prat around on an episode of doctor who yeah i mean that i think most comedians would enjoy i don't know if you ever saw he for a short period was in coronation street i'm not a corrie watcher so right well my mum is so i am by proxy right when i was living at home And he he was really good in that. He was really funny. Yeah, I can can believe that, yeah. So, Victor Kennedy. Yes. Let's talk about him rather than Peter Kay. (sighs) Yeah. The actor that plays him. Yeah. He's like an eccentric... I I don't want to say millionaire, because we don't get any idea of his wealth. But but he's definitely an eccentric. Yes, because he's he's got this big floppy hat, big oh, uh, like nice looking overcoat, a silver-topped cane. Yeah. And and as the way he enters because they're in this basement, he comes down in this rickety old lift. The lights <laughs> somehow go out. We yeah. don't know how. That's never explained. And he walks out of the lift in shadow, extends his arms in in a showman like fashion. Declares lights, yeah, and the lights come back on as if by magic again. Never explained. Yeah, um, it's an entrance, yeah, for sure. And it pretty much sums up his entire character. Yes, you know, that opening ten twenty yeah. seconds. He has this. He's he's ostentatious. He's uh, sort of overbearing and mm. uh, an incredibly posh, and. Uh, so, yes, he won't shake hands with the members of Linda, because yeah. yeah. he says he blisters to the touch. Yeah, he says, um he he, he, he says, eczema, everyone yeah. thinks it's eczema, <laughs> it's but he... A more extreme form <laughs> of eczema. <laughs> eczema. Eczema, yes. And uh, he speaks to the group as he has footage of the Doctor. Yes, and he basically takes over the group. Yeah. So when he shows them this footage, he says, some of it, the video's corrupted, but the sound is still there. Yeah. It's the sound of the TARDIS. Yeah. And when Elton asks what that sound is, he says, it's the sound of the universe. <laughs> because yeah. the sound of the TARDIS, cutting back to the interaction between Elton as a child and yeah. the doctor, yeah. is the noise that woke Elton that night. Yes. Yeah. And he's kind of been haunted by ever since that encounter, it seems. Yeah. And Kennedy, in amongst all his information on the Doctor, has files from Torchwood. Yep, there's our Torchwood shout-out for the episode. Yep. Not mentioned again. Nope. I wonder how he got those. Because Torchwood seems to be, like, a pretty strict... I don't I mean, even know think, if it's a government agency, but a it's, strict agency. Well, technically, I think it's probably Royal Charter, something like that, yeah. seeing as it was established by uh, Queen Victoria. Yeah, but if so. they've got a mole, mm. then we've all got problems. Oh, indeed. Right, so they essentially now work for him. Their social group has become somewhat of a business. Right, <laughs> they've yeah. They've set up desks in the little... Because they yeah. hang out underneath a library, don't they? They do, yeah. They set different. up desks, and whenever they're seen hanging out, yeah. it's very formal. It almost looks like a school classroom. Yes. Basically. Yeah, because he sits at the front, yeah. overseeing them. Yeah. And he chastises them yeah. whenever. And uh, we get there's a lot of voice over in this episode from Elton, because it's Elton's story. And it, it, So we'll, we'll keep getting bits of his vlog, essentially, yeah. as our linking narration. And he sort of says he, that he had to begrudgingly admit that Mr. Kennedy's methods were far more effective. Yeah. After getting very sidetracked with you know cookery and, and, and music and things like that and enjoying one another's company, they're back on task of, of actually hunting down the Doctor, mm. following leads. So they do get a lead on the Doctor, which is this opening scene. Yeah, where Elton interacts with them in this warehouse building. Yes, yes, we we're, we're back, we've looped back round to the uh, cold open. And Kennedy's really mad that when Elton froze at the sight of the doctor. Yeah. So, he sort of chastises him in front of the group. He's quite aggressive, mm-hmm. and then Ursula stands up to him. Yeah. She's so boring. She's so boring. <laughs> You see, I think that's because that's the moment at which you realise that there's more to Ursia than than just being this meek little thing. That the f- when she sees her friends under threat, she is actually going to stand up and 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 it's almost like this bottled up rage suddenly comes out in a moment. So yeah. So they decide that whilst they're looking for the doctor, yeah, it, they might have more success looking for his companion Rose. Uh-huh. So. Elton's able to give information. She's definitely from London. She has this accent, Uh and all the files Torchwood have on Rose have been corrupted by the Bad Wolf virus. (laughs) To Bad Wolf. Yep. Apparently, we're not done with that. Good grief! Good (laughs) grief! (laughs) It's almost like he just can't help himself at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. because the thing is we know that that we know that we've got the explanation we need for Bad Wolf. Yeah. And yet he's just it's just here. Just, just cramming it in. Yeah. And do you know what that's not even the thing that makes me most angry. <laughs> I about bet it's not CD. Yeah. Right. So Elton begins searching for Rose. Yes. He has a photo. He shows this weird old lady Yeah, and she says oh that's Rose Tyler she just lives down yeah. there and, and I like the way this, this little sequence plays out because uh, Elton's running through like Victor Kennedy's rules for engagement effectively yes. and he's talking and it's all this super secret covert spy type thing and, and it's always every step it's immediately undercut because everyone is just nice and helpful <laughs> yeah. and basically yeah. v- volunteering all of this stuff That Elton's having to do basically nothing and, yeah Um, because when he interacts with Jackie so he 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 knows she's going into the laundrette so he he takes off his overshirt as an excuse to go into the laundrette yeah and he's like step one interact yeah and she says excuse me have you got a quid (laughs) for 250s yeah and then it's you know like get on first name terms and she's like oh thank you I'm Jackie by the way (laughs) and everything he does yeah so he's narrating the scene. Yeah. As you can see him sort of going through it in his mind, yeah. Jackie just does just, all the yeah, hard work for exactly. him. Exactly. I think that's a really nicely written and nicely paced uh, little sequence. Um, so props to RTD for that. Because I think the final step of engagement was to try and get into Jackie's home. Yes. But Jackie invites him because the reason... She's at the laundrette. Is yes. her washing machine's broken? Uh huh. So he offers to come help. And I do think also, already Jackie's a bit flirty. With yes. Him. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very straight much so. away. Because um, at this point, when she invites him to fix the washer, yeah. she says, "I used to have a friend called Mickey that would do this, Aww. and he's not here anymore." Oh. So. No. Gone away. Uh, and I know you don't like revealing spoilers. Mm. Did we ever find out if Mickey liberated Paris? Not directly, no. Right. Okay. We can probably assume that he's he's cracking on doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, whilst we have all these meetings of Linda, the secret society, Kennedy keeps inviting people for a private word. So whenever their time together is finished, I think the first one is Bliss. Yes. And he says, Oh, Bliss, can I just have a quiet word? Yeah. And everybody leaves. Yeah. Now, this harks back to the point I wanted to make. Yeah. At the <laughs> beginning, when I said, you can hear Rose yeah. screaming. Yeah. The members of Linda that haven't stayed for yeah. the private chat yeah. walk outside the library, and you can hear screaming. It's, it's clear as a bell, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, same time next week. It and is. It's not, yeah. it's not just screaming. It's yeah. like blood curdling, yeah. agonising. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is an example, not by no means the only example in this episode, of a joke that does not land. Yeah. And it continues to not land throughout the episode every time it happens, which is often. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of my... uh, One of my more minor, but it's definitely one of my bugbears in this episode, I would say. Right. Yeah. So, Elton is back at Jackie's flat. They sort of going friendship yeah they've hit it off pretty quick I'd say yeah okay they quite flirtatious mm-hmm. and basically Elton decides tonight's the night he's gonna bang Jackie. <laughs> You see, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he does. I think he's a bit more on the fence about it. He is at first, but then but, he yeah. sort of comes back into the room with his shirt off. Oh well, there's, there's. I think maybe the, the, uh, the beers were taking hold at this point. There isn't more leading up to it because Jackie is coming on really strong. Oh yeah, and she, she accidentally in inverted commas spills her wine yeah. on his shirt. He she pours a little it, bit on yeah. and he says, Oh, it's just a drop, I'll yeah. keep the shirt yeah. on. And then she, and just, she just throws f- a yeah. glass of wine on. Yeah, so she's making her intentions very well uh known at this stage. So at that point he's like, Well, I guess this is happening then and yeah, yeah he yeah and so he does make the choice he's gonna he's gonna go for it. Um But in that moment yeah. he decides that he really likes Ursula, the dullard. Oh, I don't think he does. No, that's not the re- that, that doesn't happen there, because he comes back out with his shirt off and Jackie has had a call from Rose. Yes. He's already been probing Jackie a little bit for information about Wee. Rose. because <laughs> <laughs> Grow well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That's no, all right, last week... I I'll, I, I'll I, practice what I preach, yeah. I'll grow well. Well, last, last week I was the one who uh, raised eyebrows and <laughs> it's uh, Rose kissing the off doctor's helmet, head. so, yeah. you know... Fair's fair. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> what Ro- was I saying? Oh yeah. So exactly. she's got a uh, she's gotten a call from Rose. Yes. Um, and that's kind of snapped Re- Jackie back to reality, yes. basically. Yeah. Um, and the moment is well and truly over. But like I say, from there, Elton decides that Ursula's the one for him. Yes. It's it's almost it's been like it by that spell being broken. It's kind of like jolted his. Memory a bit as well. Okay, so in the moment, yeah. Who would you go for? You can have a night of unadulterated filth with Jackie Tyler, <laughs> or you can take <laughs> Ursula to the Chinese. Uh, you see, you're putting me on the spot now. Like, I mean, I guess either way, it's not as bad as saying oh, fuck, i fuck a cat." No, no. All right. Well, there's your third option. <laughs> oh great! I've got I've got that back on the table, <laughs> yeah, have I? That's always so, an option. <laughs> Uh, Ursula, Jackie, you're a cat. So you can um, go for a Chinese with Ursula, mm. essentially be sodomised by Jackie Tyler. <laughs> <Diner. laughs> or Look, we don't know. Or you take a cat as well. we don't know that she's going to sodomise him. She's Elton an with absolute predator. <laughs> she's going to do anything and everything <laughs> to that poor boy. Look, I I am in a happy long term relationship with my partner. I'd be putting it under a lot less jeopardy by going for an innocent Chinese with Ursula. So that's. I'm in the same. But I hate Ursula so much. (laughs) I'd go with Jackie. Even if you're basically just being, you know. Sexually assaulted. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By a big old strap on dildo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean... Uh, We've said it before, (laughs) in some ways we're very different people. And, and, I mean, just to be clear, though, the cat is still on the table. Yes. It's always an option for you. Yeah. So... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right. You started it. Elton realises, obviously, he's only ever going to be friends with Jackie. Yeah. So he goes to get a pizza. She's obviously a bit down about Mm -hmm. Rose ringing up. Yeah. So he's just be like, let's just be mates. Yeah. Yeah. So in his absence... Jackie thinks Elton's quite sweet. She wanted Mm. to repay him for the pizza. She's going to slip £10 in his coat pocket. Yeah. And in his coat pocket, she finds a photo of Rose. Yes, the one he'd been using for his recon. (laughs) And she goes bonkers. Yeah. Uh, She basically says, no matter what your intentions are now, I'll do anything to protect Mm. Rose and the Doctor. And you really, really feel for Jackie in that moment. Yeah. Because, you know, she's... 'Cause Elton at first is like, Oh, well look, it's not like it's not like what you think. It's 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 the doctor, I'm just trying to find a doctor and, and she says, Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's always about the doctor. Yeah. You know, it's never about me. And you know, Jackie, out of all of the sort of not you can't say core because she's not in every episode, but of the established supporting characters in this world. Um, in this version of the show that, that RTD has established. Jackie's probably the most commonly sidelined. The yes. most often played just for laughs. Yeah. And we really get a sense of what she must be going through. And, and you know how lonely an existence that must be mm-hmm. at times for her. And I think it really lands as a moment of drama. I think yeah. it's a really, really... It, uh, and, and... Yeah. Because we've talked in the past about how Jackie has put all these barriers up because she doesn't know yeah. at any one time whether Rose is alive or not. Yeah. So she has to be this protective. Yeah. And in the past, it made her come across perhaps as dislikable, but yeah. now she's like fiercely loyal to yeah. the Doctor. Yeah. So I can understand where she was coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So... That's the end of that then. Yeah. You know, Elton slung out on his ear. So, because of that, Elton's so mad at Mr. Kennedy, he quits Linda. Yeah. And it's at this point he invites Ursula for a Chinese. Yeah. Much like Mr. Kennedy, I think if I had to hold hands with Ursula, my hands would blister. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. yeah so uh and i do one of my can i make mention of my favorite joke in the whole episode because i think it's cool. delivered so well is when um because they have a bit of an argy-bargy with mr kennedy basically yes. and so so Alton's like right we're storming out all three of us mr skinner ursula and i ursula would you like to come to the chinese with me and and then he says are you coming mr skinner not to the Chinese if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Um I really, really like <laughs> yeah. that joke. It's subtle and it's just it's played yeah. really nicely, I think. Yeah. Um But as they're leaving, Mr Skinner's invited for a chat with Kennedy. And why the hell does he agree? Yeah. At that stage. And of course, as uh Elton and Ursula I mean, have we, left, I mean, you can hear him screaming. We know we know why, because he dangles a carrot as saying, because uh, we, we skipped over the fact that they'd established that Mr Skinner and Bridget had yes. got a bit of a thing going on, yeah. and it's very sweet, when, early stages. When they're leaving yeah. earlier in the episode, Bridget's invited yes. for a chat, and yeah. she gives Mr Skinner a little peck on the cheek, yeah. says, I'll see you upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And and but obviously subsequent to that she's gone missing same yeah. as Bliss and, um, and uh, Mr Kennedy is like I've got some files I, I you know I've got a lead on where we can find Bridget and that's too much of a temptation for Mr Skinner because obviously he's very fond of Bridget yeah and so. He sticks around. We hear the screams of Mr. Kennedy, yeah. presumably dying in agony. <laughs> and off and off. Elton and Ursula saunter to the Chinese. Well, they don't get that far. Oh, well, they don't. Because Ursula yeah. left her phone inside. Oh, yes, that's true. So they go yeah. back in. Yeah. So at this point, you hear Mr. Skinner's <sighs> voice saying, help me. Yeah. And Kennedy's... And he's sort of muffled, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kennedy sort of sat at the table. He's got a newspaper. Yeah. And when they say, where's Mr Skinner? Yeah. He says, oh, he's gone to the toilet. Yeah. And we we presume at this point that Mr Kennedy is wearing big novelty gloves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that Mr Kennedy can't have gone to the toilet. Yeah. Sorry, Mr Skinner can't yeah. have gone to the toilet because there are no toilets. They have to use the pub on the corner. Yeah. So something's not quite as it seems. Uh-huh. Okay. And then Ursula says, what's happened to your hands? Yes. And when he lowers his newspaper, he basically looks like Fungus the bogeyman. Yeah, pretty much. He's big, blobby, green, a little bit hairy. I... When I looked into this episode... Ah, oh, you you found the bit of trivia I was going to lay on yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. That this creature was designed as part of a Blue Peter competition. Yes. Yeah. And they... If you find the the actual pictures on Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. it's not a million miles away, considering it's like a scribbled child's drawing. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty good likeness, I would say. And what an amazing competition as well. Yeah. That's one of the best competitions in the history of television. I wonder Design a monster, and they will make it into an actual episode of Doctor Who. do, Do you think they had the script, roughly, prior to the competition, or they adapted it, based on what the chart I don't had. think they had that much of a script. I think they possibly knew, because the other bit of trivia with this is this was obviously... Even though this has been written through the as per the perspective of Elton, so the Doctor and barely feature in it. The reason for that was a production thing, because after the first series, one of the things that they noticed was that doing the whole 13-episode run, it was a big, big ask of um, Chris Eccleston and Billy Piper. They were both kind of stretched a bit thin. Mm. Um so they deliberately planned for there to be an episode uh, where they basically don't feature and they could do, shoot all their scenes on one day. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it would be the crew working with a guest cast, yeah. effectively. So that was the decision for, for how to do... So they maybe had some of the structure of the episode in place, but obviously the powers of the creature, who we later discover, they go through a few different uh, possibilities, absorbing, uh, absorbathon... Yeah, they settle on Absorbaloff, Yeah, of course, is why my son is called Absorbaloff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, as, as I said last week, not called Scooty. That was a complete lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke pretty frequently. <laughs> I'm just gonna warn you in advance. Anyway, so <laughs> please don't hate me for it. I mean, but, but um, I mean, it's no joke. I've called him Absorbaloff, So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after my favourite episode of <laughs> Doctor Who. <Anyway. laughs> So, so, uh, so the, he, the, the absorbing powers, that was part of the pitch from the child. Yeah. Um, he named it the Absorbaloth. So, yeah, I think they so, wrote a lot of the episode around it. So, he he has absorbed the other members of Linda. He has. And you can see Mr Skinner on yeah. his chest. I think yeah. Bridget's on his back. Should we talk about Bliss? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, whenever she speaks, it's muffled uh-huh. because she's basically up his ass. Yeah. She's in, on one of his ass cheeks. Yeah. Um... It's properly gross, as an effect. Yeah. These like green, strained faces stuck in this rubbery, waxy body. It's really gross. Yeah. Absolutely vile. Yeah. And, again, every time Ursula speaks, she's like, I'm, I'm trapped. Uh, Help yeah. me. Elton, yeah. you can... She is the, well, the worst is, character. We, we actually see her getting absorbed. Because she's she's pr- trying to protect the others and is sort of threatening um, the absorber off. At which point he grabs her and absorbs her. So so Elton actually witnesses her getting absorbed. Uh, but I, yes. I think she's more dislikable than, is it Mr Cartwright from Idiot's Lantern? Oh, I can't remember his name. Tom, but yeah, Tommy's dad? He, the most dislikable character in series two for you. Yeah, I think. Is it, okay. is it Eddie Cartwright? Is yeah, that, that could it? well be. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ursula's worse. Really? Yeah. Worse than Adam? In <sighs> universe, not out of universe. It. Again, if I had to go for a pint with one of them. <laughs> oh, Come on, you're God. not picking Adam. <laughs> Surely <laughs> not. Sure, I might. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal. That is some harsh judgment right there. Uh, they're, they're on a par, honestly. Yeah. Like, she was the worst part of this episode. Of all the things you've surprised me with over the course of doing this podcast, this might be the your vehement dislike of Ursula is so like, I don't know where it's coming from. She's no she's harmless. redeeming features, and I she's can't. She's harmless. I can't understand why Elton's so enamoured with her. She's We're, kind of sweet. No, <laughs> no, I'm not having it. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Right. Once the absorber loth has shown Elton, it's absorbed all his friends. Yeah. We get another chase scene. Yeah, a bit of running around. And Elton basically runs down a dead end. Yep. Into the, some sort of alleyway. Uh-huh. And just as he's about to be absorbed, we hear the TARDIS noise. Yeah. The Doctor appears. Yeah. Now, I thought they were going to charge forward and attack the Absorbaloth. Yeah. Rose attacks Elton yeah. for upsetting her mum, yeah. which, which I thought is, was quite good. Yeah, it's a nice little bit of wrong footing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And when they address the Absorbaloth, they say, oh, there's a bit of the Slitheen about you. Yeah. At which he takes great offence. Yeah. Because he's not from... Raxacorica R- There you go. He's just from Clom. The twin planet. Yeah. Yeah. A lot easier to say. Yeah. And so he hates the Slithene. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's threatening to eat Elton. Yes. Ultimately, his goal was to eat the doctor to absorb all his knowledge. That was going yes, to be his that's grand be, plan. Yeah. That's so, why he infiltrated Linda to try and track down the doctor. Yeah. Now, the doctor doesn't seem that bothered that he is likely to absorb Elton. He calls uh-huh. his bluff. Yeah. And. Again, I don't really understand mm. this bit. Mm. Ursula sort of rallies all the absorbed people yeah. and says, let's push. And yeah. Do they sort of rip him apart from the inside I out? I think that's the intention. But then that's immediately undercut by the fact that then Elton grabs his cane yeah. and breaks that because that's like the thing holding him together. Or Yeah. It's like... I. I don't know. I don't know how. What's supposed to happen there? I don't know whose actions actually triggered the eventuality, which is that he just turns into a puddle. It's almost as if it was written by a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, yeah. He he starts melting because yeah. his absorption matrix—I think they <laughs> yeah, call it something—starts like something failing. Yeah, and he so becomes just... absorbed by the earth. Yep. Uh, Ursula gives a very boring <laughs> goodbye speech yeah, to Elton. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the that. Doctor then explains to Elton why he was in his house almost yeah. years ago. So there's some shadow monster? Yes. Is yeah. that a known nah, entity? Just nah. one just, just a bit of mumbo-jumbo. Basically, like, It's basically like just like, here is an unseen adventure. This is yeah. something the Doctor had gone up to on a weekend. And... Um, and it had this, obviously, enormous impact on Elton because... The his, monster that yeah. the Doctor was tracking yeah. killed Elton's mum. Yeah. So that's why that image is so vivid in his yeah. mind. Yeah, basically. He hears a noise. He hears the noise of the TARDIS. He comes downstairs. His mum's dead. The Doctor is standing there. And there's a lot of things I, that, towards the end of this episode that I hate. Because I think pretty much everything up until the reveal of the Office is pretty solid. Yeah. Like, it's a good it's that. a good episode for Jackie, and a much-needed bit of fleshing out of Jackie yeah. as a character. Good bits of drama. Some of the humour doesn't land. A lot of it does. And it's an interesting experiment, because it, we're not really following the Doctor and Rose. We're following this, you, you know... I, I like all of those aspects. So that first half an hour is really, really solid. And then the Absorbluff is re- revealed, and it all goes so ridiculous mm-hmm. and, and, and just tonally off and this is one of the things that I think is so tonally off so the doctors managed to, to capture the shade or to kill the shade or whatever but hasn't saved his mum mm-hmm. the doctor in my my doctor would then have knelt down put a reassure, reassuring yeah. hand on the child's shoulder yeah, explained the situation and tried to do right by him. it in exactly the same way yeah. he did almost with Tommy exactly. when, when everything was going wrong for Tommy yeah. at the end He has that conversation with him and go support your dad. That doesn't happen here. He stands there, mysterious and imperious, Mm. stares down at this child and disappears off into the night. Mm. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. That that, that does seem out of character. Yeah. Um, And it's a thing that I've never liked. And my, here's that word again, headcanon. My headcanon for this episode is that that conversation did happen, but it was such a traumatic event for Elton that he doesn't remember it that way. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I can resolve that scene in my head, because otherwise it just doesn't fit with my interpretation of the character of the Doctor. Mm -hmm. Because it's so cruel and unfeeling. But anyway. So So we then cut back, and it's Elton doing his blog. Yeah. And he mentions, you know, that He'd had this wonderful experience, yeah. but at the same time, he really hates the Doctor. Yeah. You know, yeah. he quotes Stephen King, says salvation and damnation are the same thing. Yeah. They're not. They're opposites. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not a good writer, is he? No. He should have figured that one out. He Like, I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a child, uh, like one of the books that you, you'd get given at school, it'd be like opposites and you'd learn about, you know, hot and cold. And yeah. Happy and sad um seems like Stephen King missed that lesson, but uh, you might have to jog in my memory which yeah. episode this comes from, yeah, but when they're talking, there's a previous episode where they say if you want. Is it something like if you want the angel, you have to uh, put up with a monster? Yeah, yes. yes. Um, it's uh, going in the fireplace. Rose right. talking That's to right. Madame Pompadour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yes, you can't have the one without the other. Yeah, with the Doctor. It's definitely it's a theme of of the series as a whole and, and yeah. an interpretation of the character. So we then hear from off camera yeah. Ursula's voice. Yeah. Alright. When <sighs> yeah when the absorber off. Fails and yeah. sort of goops his way into yeah. the earth. It's through paving slabs. Yes, it we is. see the doctor with the sonic screwdriver, yep. sort of resonating, uh-huh. and he manages to save Ursula. Yes, because she, she was the last to be absorbed, and she's now a face in a paving slab. <sighs> it's not great, is it? And they say it's awful. They say, "Oh, we, you know, our relationship's blossoming. We even have a bit of a sex life." Oh God. This is, is where yeah. RTD needs to yeah. shut up. Absolutely. Every time he's involved, there's some sort of weird sex joke. And, yeah. You know, and this is the worst. This is... Yeah, and because uh, the rest of them, I can understand yeah. from RTD. Uh, I know yeah. that he's a homosexual himself. Yeah. So he he's quite an advocate of, you know, the sexual spectrum. Yeah. But fucking a paving slab? <laughs> You know, yeah, and it's, it's um, and he holds up the paving slab. Yeah, it's only got one hole in it. Yeah, we all know so what's he's, going on there. He's face fucking a paving. Yes, slab. Yes, that's what's happening. You know what I'm going to say? Uh huh. Paving slab or cat? Because <laughs> now w- oh, the options gosh. are just broadening. <laughs> okay. I don't. Know, I don't know whether broadening is the word I'd use. Yeah. Um. It's just getting a hell of a lot weirder. Okay. It's paving slab because at least then it can be consensual. Okay. That's the only reason. Right. Okay. I mean, what okay, you answer the same question. Come on. You always pin these on me. I I think I'd probably just go outside for a walk instead. That wasn't an option. <laughs> no. You've, that wasn't an option. You've made your bed. <laughs> now you've got to sleep in it with a paving slab. You know, I'd probably have a cup of tea and a sandwich and go for a walk. But, you know, your deviant nature has let you down once again, David. Okay, okay right, suffice it to say, <laughs> yep. it's a misjudged joke. Yeah. And if even if you'd somehow managed to be fully on board with this episode all the way up to that point... Yep. Which I would say I probably was. It is enough to turn this from a mostly good episode to a straight-up bad episode. Yeah, yeah. It leaves it, such a horrible taste in the mouth... That's what she said. <laughs> that it's... Honestly, it just... Yeah. It it ruins everything. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it just absolutely wrecks the episode. Yeah, it's, it's gross and um, unnecessary and it feels like again it feels out of character for the doctor to think that that is worth doing yeah that that if he, if he can't bring her back fully isn't it surely nicer to just let her go because i think live this don't they say life. that she's going to live forever as a paving slab i don't know how she has that knowledge how she can know for a fact that she will but even either, either way that's upsetting yeah yeah, I, that's oh, I can't. That, that's essentially purgatory, isn't like, it? Plus, they hadn't even been on their first date. Imagine if you wake up. <laughs> oh my God! If you wake up, yeah, and all of a sudden you're a paving slab because of some weirdo who's yeah. so infatuated with you. Yeah, he couldn't let you die. He'd rather yeah. have you as an ornament in his hat. And you have no choice, but yeah, like, he he has the, all the control of where you get put. Yeah. So it's like. Maybe it's just full on Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. I I'm not comfortable with the ending of this yeah, episode. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. So, yeah, and I have no headcanon for that one. No. There's no way around it. That's apparently a thing that happened. I, Unless, I, we, again, we just try and find a way to make Elton an, unli- I, unli- I, I an hope the narrator. I hope Elton is woken again by the sound of the TARDIS. He comes downstairs. <laughs> the Doctor stood there with a sledgehammer in his hand. <laughs> like, and there's just yeah. there's just hardcore rubble yeah. all over the I'm floor. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I'm setting it right. Yeah, That would be the best thing <laughs> the Doctor could do. Then. Why don't you write that fan fiction? I would read it. I think we just have. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just have. So there you go. That's uh that was Love and Monsters, a what could have been a really fun little comedy diversion episode turned into a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. At the it, end. Like I say, through sober eyes, it's not great, is it? No. No. But but there's good stuff in there. There really is. Mm. I still think that first 30 minutes with a different ending with a, if I could go back in time somehow and rewrite the third act of that episode I think you'd have a real winner on your hands mm. I think it'd be a really fun episode do But you, do you ever wonder if like people are tuning into this for the first time they wonder why we always talk about fucking a cat <laughs> Hope not. Um, if so, I mean do do dip back into the archives. It does make sense in yeah. context. Just watch New Earth. Yeah. It all makes sense. Indeed. Well anyway, I guess that about does it, doesn't it? Yeah. So what have we got next? I believe it is Fear Her next. Right. Um so yeah. Is that a two parter, one parter? That is a one parter. So okay, you know w- in and out. Are we approaching the We finale? are approaching f- the finale. I think it's it's fear her and then it's the two part finale and, and okay. we are done with series two. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm sort of, I think I'll be glad when it's over. Yeah. How long does RTD linger like a fart in a spacesuit? <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? I can tell you because it, um, it's not a spoiler per se, yeah. but um, he does the first four series. <gasps> what? <laughs> so we got. We'll have 2 We've more two se- more series of this shit. <laughs> Again, uh, we uh, look, We can talk about this more in our in our series to wrap up. Series 2 is my least favourite series of uh, the entire New Who run. Mm. I, and it's and it's thanks to episodes like Love and Flipping Monsters and a lot of quite mediocre ones along the mm. way. There's a couple of highlights, but yeah, I, it, it gets better from here, more or less. It can't get much worse. Yeah, it, it can't, I mean... But we've said that before. Look, look, would, look. Would you say did... this episode is worse than New Earth or Boomtown? I would more happily rewatch them because I think they they're not great but they're just kind of mediocre all the way through whereas this builds up to something good and then turns it to shit and that is a more frustrating experience as a viewer love and monsters is I would never willingly rewatch this episode if it weren't for something like a how, podcast how is this episode viewed by the fandom it's most people hate it yeah. But it has its vocal defenders. Some people are willing to forgive the mistakes towards the end of the episode for the sake of all the good characterization we get for Jackie and the humor and everything. Yeah. And I get that, but it that's not enough to redeem it for me. No. So. No, not at all. I think that that's where the split lies within the fandom. But most people, very few people, would like rank it as amongst their favorite episodes. It's no, I can... it's not. Good. <laughs> so there you go but, uh, but yeah look you, w- would we agree it's the worst episode of, of the series so far oh quite easily yeah quite so easily. it's th- they'd be hard pressed to do something worse than yeah I think this I think New Earth is just it's just a bit daft isn't it mm. I think this has the seeds of a good idea just yeah. really poorly executed yeah yeah so yeah as I say I I think you'd you'd someone would have to really royally fuck up to make a worse episode than mm. this this series. So but anyway, so we're going to watch Fear Her next week. Yep. Um tune in for that everyone. Until then, thanks very much for listening and cheerio. Hi folks, one thing we just wanted to note before we sign off for this episode is as we mentioned we're approaching the end of season so in our end of season wrap-up we would welcome any questions from you. Our contact details as always are Pod at gmail.com alternatively over twitter we are at Pod. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. For listening to neither the time nor the space if you wish to contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on twitter we are at pod. and thank you to alexander urban for his smashing arrangement on the doctor Pinsby.